Welcome to Encounter Grace, where we come face to face with God's work in the world for our good. Join host Jason McKnight as we explore practical issues of community, theology, and leadership in everyday life. Welcome to Encounter Grace. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jason McKnight, and whether you are working out or commuting to work or cooking dinner or just avoiding the yelling kids, we're glad you're here to encounter a little bit of God's grace in your day. I've got with me a great friend and leader here in Eastern North Carolina, Sammy Hudson. He serves as the executive director of the refuge camp in Greene County. And if you don't already know about this camp and this ministry, strap on your helmet. You're going to love these next few minutes as we talk together. It's always a miracle a minute with Sammy. Sammy, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. What a blessing. I mean, we're so glad you're here. Okay, the first thing we have to do is rewind a bunch of weeks back to Christmas time when you guys had the busiest Christmas of your lives because you had the light show. Yeah, it was incredible. Um, It was a vision we'd had for a few years before, but we're so busy during the summer and fall that we never have enough energy to try to to accomplish that uh, during that season. We need that rest. But this year, we had more rest than we ever expected. (laughs) In COVID, yeah. So we were able to to rethink some things and uh, rethink what our year would look like. And it gave us a chance to live into our vision of sharing and modeling the hope of Jesus during a season where we didn't see a whole lot of campers. Hmm. Uh, We did see some, but not what we're used to. Yeah. And so we got to drive through the camp and different like lights the whole way in different yeah. stations. I mean, how many people came through that? Uh, in total, a little more than 5,700 cars came through. Wow. And they weren't all single drivers. We thought they were lost. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, um, I mean, we, we are, you have to want to come out to where we are. People don't just yeah. pass by no. uh, our house or the camp. And so uh, we were amazed. Uh, the first weekend, we had about 300 cars come through, and we thought that was a miracle. Right. I mean, right. we're like, we were hoping <laughs> for the for in total to have maybe eight, 900 cars for 14 nights. And, wow. And uh, so for 5,700 cars to come through. Uh, the next by the next weekend, there were cars backed up um, about a mile up the road, and so we, we we were just like, okay, this is blown way past what we thought would happen. No doubt, no doubt. I mean, you must have been every day as more cars were coming. You must have just been thanking the Lord and praying the power didn't go out. Yeah, we kept thinking we need to put up more lights. <laughs> <laughs> There's not well, enough for people to come all the way out here and see us. Well, the other thing, I know it didn't start as a fundraiser, but somewhere along the way, someone said, let me let me give to this. What, right. Tell us about that. Yeah, so we, you know, in a year that has been crazy, we, we felt like we, we were really going to lose out this year. Um, we depend a lot on folks that give and uh, also with revenue from camps. But mm-hmm. everything was just so down. So for a nonprofit, it was a tough year. Yep. Um, so we decided we, we weren't going to charge for people to come through. We didn't want people to feel like they had to give something. But we were right. going to give the opportunity for people to give two, three, five bucks to, to put it in a, a donation box at the end as they left. And um and it was just amazing. Um, as we walked through it, we began to see we were starting to have to empty. We had a little box out there. We were starting to have to empty it every hour so that people could, could put wow. money into it. And, and it, it, was, um, you know, it, was, it was $5. It was, you know, it was change that people yep. were putting yep. in. But it was so incredibly emotional for us in a way because at the end of the night, we were, we were sorting through what people had taken out of their pocket to, give, to entrust yeah. to us. But it yeah. was... Um, but they were so grateful and the encouraging words that people were sharing with us as they drove through. Um, one guy just simply shared, the world needs more of this. Yes. Yeah. And that meant, that meant a lot to us. Was we, it, was, it, was, it was work to put it together. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got tired of trying to find Christmas lights that were out <laughs> on little strings of light. But, yeah. yep. but it was worth every bit of it. Yep. So. Well, the, <clears throat> as I went through it, we went through it as a family. And 
as we came around and came down almost at the lake where it was so well lit up, which yeah. was just the best, and then the cross way down at the end. Yeah. But just before then, those um, the, the tunnels, light, yeah, the tunnel of light. And yeah. you know what I did? I I actually stopped. There was no one behind me. Like they were this a little good. further back. I stopped and then I gunned it and I yeah. pretended I was in the Millennium Falcon going right. light speed. Now we're talking. That's, that's big time. Right? There, there is a lake right at the end, though. Yeah, so yeah. So I didn't. A little bit. <laughs> well, I only have a van. I wasn't going that fast. <laughs> that's good. That's good. <laughs> hey, let's zoom out because that's that's a fun a yeah. fun thing that you. How old is the refuge? So we've been there. Uh, this is our thirteenth year. 13th year at yeah. that site. At that site, and yeah. Wow. And how many of those summers, like including this past summer, but how many, when did you start overnight camps? 13 years ago? Yeah, so our first uh, summer of overnight camp was was a one-night overnight camp. Of course, Erasing Lines has been going on since well, before the refuge, yeah. but our first overnight camp at the refuge was a one-night. Um, it was a week-long day camp, and we spent our first night overnight in tents. Wow. And um, Dustin and I were looking at the pictures uh, today, and there was about 20 uh, campers, and I'm still amazed that people would allow their kids to come stay with us <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. Um, we put up a tent in the middle of a field uh, with Porta John. That was our camp. <laughs> and um, But we were looking back, and the one thing you know you realize is it doesn't take a whole lot to spend a great time with kids. Yeah. And um and so yeah. they they were smiles on their faces. They were having a ball. I remember mm-hmm. singing songs with them, doing challenges out in the field. Mm-hmm. And um we think we need all these things. And what we realize is it's not the things, you know, it's it's the content of, of what we're doing and, and the purpose behind what we're doing. Yeah. And so that's keeping that forefront, I think it's been important for us mm-hmm. as we gain some things, some tools. Right. The content's still the most important part of what we do. Absolutely. What else do you do? Like overnight camps, but you do yeah. a billion other things. Give us some. Um, so we have school programs where mm-hmm. uh, uh, public, private schools, Christian schools can come out. And we do uh, team building from uh, also forest and freshwater ecosystems. Hmm. Uh, there's a new one that we're going to be starting up uh, next year uh, dealing with homesteading. We're excited about that. Wow. And, um, and so it's, there's a lot of things that we incorporate into that. Uh, we're still the idea that we are modeling who Jesus is and everything that right. we do. Right. Um, we also have weekend retreats, uh, and one of the things I really enjoy also is our, our marketplace ministry opportunities, where businesses mm-hmm. come to us, bring their work teams or their their uh, whether it's a warehouse crew or different things, and we get to do team building with them and watch their the the, the CEOs or the bosses kind of watch and observe what they do. It's always a blast. They, you learn so much about somebody on the challenge course. I did not know you were doing that for marketplace. That yeah. is fantastic. Um, part of the original vision, as I recall it, back yep. as it was being hatched was that um, the Lord might use this as a refuge, mm-hmm. especially, too, for inner-city kids who yeah. don't get a chance to experience God's creation a lot. Yeah, Is God fulfilling that part of the vision? He is in, in, in a couple different ways. One, we, we set aside one full week each summer to work with kids from third to fifth grade um, from the inner city of Kinston, uh, from Greenville, and also from Greene County. Yeah. Um, and we work specifically with the Boys and Girls Clubs. There's a couple of other uh, places that we work with to get kids out there. <laughs> But there's one week that's just intentionally, uh, all the kids come, they're, they're sponsored, um, so they don't pay a dime to get there. And, and wow. they, they, we, we, we have uh, volunteer teams that come out and help us, uh, from, some from North Carolina. We have one team that comes from Maryland to wow. join us, um, and they get excited every year to come back and yeah. be a part of that. But the, the idea is there's, everybody can't afford to go to camp. For a lot of mm-hmm. kids, camp is a luxury item. Mm-hmm. And so and camps aren't cheap in a lot of places. Yeah. And so... Uh, we, we make that, that room for those, those children during that one week. But also, every week during our camp, we have space for kids that, uh, that want to come and be scholarshiped. 
Uh, there, there's kids that can't afford it from every walk of life, not necessarily just in the inner yeah. city. Yeah, that's But true. we want kids to come and uh, not feel like they, they can't because of finances. And so we make room. Um, we have yet to turn a kid away because they couldn't yeah. afford to come. Right. And so a lot of times people give, they specifically ask, I want this to go towards a campership to provide a kid, whether it's a, an autistic child, uh, to our autism week, mm-hmm. uh, to our adventure week, to a mission week, or to our camp that's intentional uh, focused. But, but every week we have kids that are scholarshiped, and a lot of those kids come from the inner cities where kids can't um, afford to, to pay their way to camp. Yeah. Tell us about ETL. Yeah. This is 18, year 18. <laughs> year 18 for yeah. erasing the lines. That's right. It was the first year when we moved to Kinston. That's right. It was crazy. Uh, it was, it's been such a blessing. Uh, it, it, w- without erasing the lines, the refuge would have really struggled to get off the ground. Huh. Um, because of the partnerships that we were able to form, you know, we, we, like with you all, this, yep. this church has been such a blessing to us, not just in, in, in how they give to the refuge monthly, but the support, the encouragement, um, the adopting of projects. You guys, I don't know mm-hmm. if you remember or not, you, the, you, you adopted the hardwood floors in our first house. Wow. Grace Fellowship did. I and, don't um, even remember that. Yep. So I, I, when we had our, I moved our first house out to the camp, we didn't have any funds. And so we ch- had to get creative in how we um, redid the houses. So I went to different churches and I asked them to adopt, adopt specific projects. And your project, I came, I came and I, I actually I called you up and I said, hey, I have a crazy idea. And I do that quite often to you right. and to others um, and say, uh, would you guys adopt a project? Because if I were to say, if I were to say, will you adopt a house? It's a bit overwhelming. Right. But will you adopt the hallway floors? Hmm. Okay, yeah, we can do that. So then, then I had to figure out how to get the hallway floors in the house. But then, <laughs> then I could call and say, hey, we got hallway floors. And I knew I had somebody waiting to do them. But uh, y'all came in with sanders, and you had some ladies come in and help polyurethane floors. They look beautiful. Yeah, I bet you it was Barbara Patty. I bet you it she was, was Barbara one, Patty. As she lives right around yes, the corner. That's yep. right. And she, she has sanded some hardwood floors. Yeah. Sammy, it's kind of like you're always in the right... Here, here's me thinking, as I reflect on you, mm-hmm. watching you for these you know, 18 years, is it feels mm-hmm. like you're, you're so often in the right place at the right time for something big to happen. Mm-hmm. It's, somebody, somebody said we should call this episode Miracles with Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> Tell yeah. us about some of the miracles recently. Um, well, the light show is certainly a yeah. miracle. And it's, it's, it's really it's honoring to me that you would say miracles because that's what the refuge is. It's a place mm-hmm. of miracles. And it's not my, I'm not a miracle worker. I, I just right. know the miracle worker. Yeah. And, um, and so I have the front row seat to the most incredible journey. And, and you shared it at the very beginning that, you know, this is a 70-year vision. Mm-hmm. I started doing that math when mm-hmm. I was 30 years old and we were starting to do this camp. And I'm like, that's the rest of my life. Yeah. And so it's not an overnight process, but, uh, but to live a life where you get to see God do miracles is a life worth living. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's what, where we're at at the refuge. And um, there's so many different miracles. Light Show was certainly a recent one. Um, I'm going to share one that, that nobody really probably knows about. Hmm. And um, it's not one that was a public miracle. Right. Um, but we were working on the Moses house one day. Uh, a fellow who was needing some help. Uh, came out and began to work with us out of the camp. And he, he spent a couple of years out, out working with us on different projects. But he was a genius when it came to working on old houses. Hmm. And he knew, and I knew, that we needed to put something under the house to hold it in place. And, and, and so we built this I-beam. And it was probably 600 pounds. I mean, it was, it was incredible. It took both of us to put it on rollers to roll it under the house. And then we had to fasten up underneath the house. So it was the end of the day, and we are looking at each other, and we're like, How's this going to happen? There's two of you? There's two of us, all right? And we, we hadn't lifted it yet. All we've done is, is, is lifted one end together and put rollers on it so we can roll it under the house. And now we're trying to attach it to the beams so we can put center blocks underneath it 
to make the floor steady. Right. And we wanted to get it done for the end of the day. And we tried our, our hardest and we just couldn't do it. And, and we were exhausted. It was about mm-hmm. four o'clock in the afternoon by now. And, and all of a sudden we hear this big diesel truck drive up. And we're, you have to imagine, we're under a house that's got a two foot crawl space. <laughs> and we're looking out underneath the front of the house and we see these huge tires rolling up underneath the house and this diesel fumes coming out and it's this black truck. And then we, we, we peek under a little further and there's these cowboy boots, like really nice <laughs> black cowboy boots. That's all we could see yeah. out of coming out of this black truck. So I crawl out and I see this guy getting out of the truck and he looked like he was full-fledged, ready to play in a mariachi band, right? <laughs> and so he has on this he has on this coat that has has the 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 the, the things hanging off the the the, the front of it, like the um little like um, the tassels, strands, the tassels and, yeah. hanging off the front, and, and he had this huge hat on. <laughs> and he took the hat off, and he says, what are you, you know, it's kind of broken English. He was uh, this Hispanic guy. He was so nice. And he got out and says, what, what is this place? I was supposed to stop here today, and what are you doing here? And I was, I was like, hey, exactly. So I'm like kind of blown away. Yeah. And, and, and so we began to share that what the vision is, and that was only our second house. There was really not a whole lot at the camp yet. Right. But we started sharing this vision, and, and he started listening he says, well, I was supposed to stop here. What are you doing? And I says, well, we're trying to get this beam under this house. And so as we're talking, he begins to pull out coveralls out of the back of his truck and put them on over his boots and over his, his nice stuff. And he literally crawls under the house and he lays down beside this beam. And he said, lift it and put it on my back. Oh, this is, this is. And so we, we lift on one side and, and, and he said, you, and he, so now he's giving us instructions and we're listening. <laughs> And so this, this, my friend gets on one side and I get on the other and we, we kind of start lifting as he lifts with his back and lifts wow. the beam up into place while, uh, Patrick who was with me started nailing the beam in place. Wow. He got down, dusted off, shared a few things with us and he left. Never got his name. Huh. Have never seen him again. Um, people show up out of the refuge for cer- at certain times for certain things that we can't explain but we just know it's God's place. Yeah. And this guy, there's no reason for him to be there. Yeah. Don't know who he is. I've never seen him again, except, and, and he didn't even match up. He was, it was like he was in the wrong place at the wrong time, but he wasn't. He was in the right place for yep. the right time. Yep. And God knew what we needed and he provided it. And so um, all we can do is give him glory for what he's done. Uh, I know zero about building a camp. God <laughs> knows everything about building a camp. Yeah. And so he provides what's needed as we walk. Well, I can't wait to get to heaven to see if he really was an angel and you'll get to meet yeah. the mariachi angel. That's what I believe. Yep. No like, doubt. Like seriously, yep. Hebrews, you know, entertaining angels unaware. Yep. You know. No doubt. God sends. Wow. That is amazing. Tell us about what else is going on at the camp. What other building projects or campus changes are yeah. coming? So this past year has been an incredible year. This spring, we will wrap up our phase two of development, which wow. is a big deal. Yeah. Um, it's about yes. a $1.4 million phase. And so, and you're coming to the end of we're it. coming to the end of it. So, wow. and the cool thing is, we have all the funds to finish it. Yes, there's no. So debt. we're going to cross. That's right. We're going to cross the finish line this spring. Um, that's a big deal. So there's three big projects that people will see happening um, this spring. Uh, one is uh, we needed a new storage building. Our maintenance building has become mm. our catch-all, but it's, we can't work in it anymore because it holds our tractors, lawnmowers, yep. um, all those things. So we're going to have a place to park our, our van, our bus, our, our lawnmowers, our tractors to keep them in good shape so that we can have a space to work. And that's yep. going to be really nice. We're going to have a tree house that's going to be <laughs> built this spring. And it's going to be our craft hut. Wow. So that's going to be really cool. And it's going to have a deck that overlooks the front lake um, at a place where a lot of us like to sit and watch the sunset. This is going to give us a, a neat 
patio deck out sitting outside of a craft hut in the trees. Yep. Um, yep. That, and it's going to have a slide going out the back. That's kind of the kid in me. Um, for the kids to do crafts and do a slide out the back of the... So you're talking a real tree house. A real tree house. Yeah, it'll be up about 12, uh, 15 feet oh, up off the wow. ground. And so you'll climb up into it and then you'll be able to slide out of it. Um, and that'll be a lot of fun for us. Uh-huh. And then finally, something we've been trying to get done, but the timing hasn't worked out. Our, our back lake is going to get renovated so that we can maintain it. There's going to be a nice island developed on it um, so that we can now develop around it to begin phase three. Wow. And then what happens in phase three? Yeah, so the first element of that is going to be the Refuge Seed Company. Okay. And so uh, our board has finally said, I said, we have to have this. We, if yeah. we, we're yeah. now going to have more than 100 beds since we've just, uh, we're finishing up uh, the new house. And our largest meeting space is for about 60. And so with 100 beds and, and our largest meeting space being 60, we have to have a place yep. that people can gather, eat indoors. Because yep. for years we've been gathering under an outdoor building yeah. and eating. Which is great, meeting. but it, it, rain and wind is It's the process tough. that you have to walk through. Mm-hmm. But, but now we're kind of to the point where we have to have a place that we wow. can uh, work out of and do ministry out of that, uh, that, that people will want to come to the refuge and be in a, in a climate-controlled area mm-hmm. uh, to meet and eat. Mm-hmm. So the seed so, company is coming up in phase three as God provides that's right. the it's funds. That's right. It's be the, 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 the very first thing right off the bat. Right on. Yeah, and I'm and, excited about that. And the pool is great. The pool has been a, a, such a blessing. I mean, when you swim in the front lake for five years leading up to that, you're kind of like, the pool is really a miracle <laughs> in itself. There's clear water. And we can see kids when they go underwater, which yeah, for a right. lifeguard, that's a big deal. It's a big deal. Um, so, yes, the pool is a, a great asset. And, um, and we're going to utilize the back lake and the front lake in different ways. Yeah. But for swimming, the pool is, is, is really cool. It's just a dream. How about new programs? What new programs are coming or new, new camp ideas are coming? Yeah, so we're always dreaming um, mm-hmm. programs. We just this past year started one called Creation Adventure, which we've, we've had Creation Discovery for elementary. There was a little bit of a gap, and we, we realized that there were, for our middle high students who were finishing fifth grade, there wasn't a whole lot except for missions, which are really cool. But there wasn't a lot if you weren't involved in a church doing missions with us for kids after elementary school. Huh. And so now we start a new camp that's for fourth through uh, eighth grade, and it's a, a creation adventure. And it's a little more high end. I mean, we do some uh, some outdoor camping and uh, full day canoeing and different things that uh, the, the regular elementary camps don't do. Right. So they feel like, hey, we've graduated. Now we get to do some, some different things. The one I'm most excited about is this year for the first time we're doing our the Refuge Leadership Camp. Huh. And, uh, and so it's going to be a two-week camp yep. uh, with the idea that it's going to, it's going to hold 11th and 12th graders. We're yep. only having 12 campers, mm. um, but it's going to be in, very intentional on preparing them to walk into a college campus. Yes. Um, with the, with the, the battles they're going to face spiritually, um, what it means to, uh, to be an adult now. Mm-hmm. Now I don't have to let mom know when I'm leaving the house or when mm-hmm. I'm, you know, what I'm going to eat tonight. I can, I can kind of figure yep. those things out for myself. But it's what does that neat. look like? It's a, it's a crazy time in the world we live in right now. It's a dangerous time. Mm-hmm. And so equipping uh, these teenagers to be adults in a world that wants to swallow them up. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so we, we, we're excited about that. We have some great leaders, leaders going to help us out with that. Jimbo and Jim Perry yeah. are going to be a part yeah. of that with us. Yes. Um, they're going to take them for a weekend to the beach mm-hmm. and spend some intentional time with them on, on, on what it looks like to, to have a godly marriage, to be a godly man and woman mm-hmm. um, in, in a world that tends to be walking away from morality. Mm-hmm. So we're really excited about that. And probably they'll have opportunities to serve and to sacrifice in yes. those two weeks because that's what leadership is, and that's that, how you grow. That's right. So they're going to walk away with some skills. Um, mm-hmm. we're, they're going to get a wilderness first aid training while they're there, which is a lot of fun. Uh-huh. Yep, yep. Um, but 
but we want to equip them in ways uh, that are very practical. Yeah. And uh, so they're going to lead uh, as part of the mission week. Um, Autism week is one of the weeks at camp as well. So they can actually be able to step in yes. and, and counsel some as well. So they're, so not just campers. It's kind of that medium, medium step into becoming that leader. We want to kind of put them in those roles to be those leaders. That's right. And to walk with them rather than just throwing them out there. Well, exactly. Because you, you're there to help them and, That's right. and to navigate them through the, you know, the couple of missteps they're going to make because we all do. Yes. It's a, it's a <laughs> good do. thing. Tell us about the staff team that God has assembled. Yeah, so um, uh, we, we, have a, we have some incredible staff. One, uh, Chris Elks is our maintenance staff and heads of our facilities and by far one of the most creative, um, hardworking individuals I've ever met and uh, doesn't have a day of complaining. Um, Lenny Furlow is our program director, and uh, I've known Lenny for a long time. Before we started the camp, I went to him with a blank piece of paper, and I said, we're going to build a camp. And I put a blank sheet of paper in front of him and says, what's it going to look like? Huh. And he said, you tell me. You know? <laughs> and, um, and, and so he's been a part of the process with me for a long time. I'm, I'm thrilled that he would choose to come mm-hmm. and, and work with us. Um, and he, he said at the beginning his goal was to fill up the camp, and he has. Wow. Um, before the pandemic hit, every weekend was full. Um, the summer camps were filling up. It's really been uh, – we've, we've been playing catch-up since he's been there because – We've been busy. Right. Uh, we just added Thomas Vermillion as a as kind of a, a, an associate to Lenny in the programming area, and he's learning. But he has an incredible work ethic, and he's excited to be there. He's passionate about about being with us, mm-hmm. and so we've enjoyed getting to know him. And we have big plans for him as well. And then in our office, we have Terry, who's um, who's been worked with us in many different ways. Uh, and most folks don't know she's a, a an accountant. That's her, her. She loves working with numbers. I'm glad she does because I leave her alone <laughs> in those areas. But um, the biggest thing in our staff team is this. They're all committed to the mission there and, and to, the, to, the, to the passion. And, and they encourage me as, as a leader. And, um, and they've watched the miracles of God just like I have. And so uh, they, they don't think necessarily, hey, I, sh- I, I wish I was somewhere else. Or right. it's, it's, this is where God has me. And they're excited about, about being there. And so it's a blessing and an honor to work with them. It is a blessing and honor, and I love all those people. And I think I yeah. think the Lord is putting together some of the greatest uh, folks in that to yep. to magnify this ministry. Um, let me put you a little bit on the spot as as folks around Eastern North Carolina are listening to this, and and people in different churches and in different communities. But you know, the right. refuge really serves the Lord by enabling the church in, right. in ways that one individual church does. As you reflect on things, mm-hmm. what would you love to say to the church in Eastern North Carolina? Where would you love to see God move us? I, I, I see, I see churches struggling with their identity. Hmm. Um, you know, we live in a society that's struggling with identity, and I see churches trying to trying to figure out where they fit into that. Um, one of the things, in fact, so much so that this year we're actually going back to a theme that we've used for the first time ever. We're going we're gonna to reboot a theme that we've used in ETL um, out of First Kings dealing with uh, Elijah on Mount Carmel. And, uh, and Elijah looks at the people that are, that are before him and he asks a simple question. How long will you waver? Hmm. And um, we, have yeah. a, we have a church, not any specific church. Right. But the body of Christ is struggling with the same things that they were struggling with in the days of Elijah. Mm-hmm. That there are so many things that are luring us away from the church, even though we're still looking like the church. So, um, so we we've, we ha- we have the the appearance of godliness, yeah, yeah, but not mm-hmm. necessarily the power. Yeah. And so my encouragement would be is 
is, is don't forget who you are in Christ. Mm-hmm. That our God is more yeah. than the things around us. Yeah, and so cool. when you're called to do something that is, is bigger than you, step into it. When you're called to do something that doesn't make sense, but you know it's the God leaning on you mm-hmm. to do it, do it. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about logistics. Um, God takes care of the little things. He does. He does. Yep. And so don't be afraid to walk into that which, is, which God is calling you to do. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid of it. And, and we have to dream bigger as a church than we give ourselves credit for. God wants us to, to ask Him to do great things. Yeah. Because he can. Yep, that's right. And all he wants from us is faithfulness and faith. Yes. He takes care of the rest. Sammy, thank you so much for joining us today, encouraging us uh, here around Eastern North Carolina. Y'all can find out more of what um, God is up to at The Refuge by going to ncrefuge.org, or you can look at it in the description below the video. Um, I mean, I'm telling you, this is truly one of the ways that God is allowing us in Eastern North Carolina to encounter grace is what he's doing through The Refuge. So, Sammy, thank you for following the Lord, and thank you for coming here today. Man, thank you all for, for having me. What a blessing. And thank you for joining us. Share and, and uh, like this video. Comment if you want. We'd love to hear from you. Subscribe and do more, and uh, we'll keep this community going. Blessings. This is a ministry of Grace Fellowship Church in Kinston, North Carolina. Visit gracekinston.org or follow us on Facebook and Instagram.